You're on. Am I supposed to follow that? <laughs> Ready, set, action. <laughs> well, it's interesting that in meditation today, I just kept hearing the word joy just spoken over and over and over. Joy, joy, joy. And as it kept just resounding inside of me, I could feel all those things that were not joy, kind of coming up against it, trying to compress it and hold it from expression and its expansion. And as I was aware of these elements in my own consciousness that were suppressing and holding back the joy of and that movement, I began to look and see what are those things? What's blocking my joy? And as I did, that's where my focus was. That's where my attention was. And all of a sudden, I was held in a movement of stagnation in these elements that were holding back the joy. And I realized that focusing there was not going to relieve the pressure, allow joy to move more freely. So instead, I began to relax my focus from holding to those things, trying to figure out what was those things in my consciousness that were holding back the movement and the flow and the expansion and just started moving with the joy. And it was very interesting because all of a sudden I became very fluid I became very free, I became very moving, and I could just slip right past all those things that were trying to hold back the expression of joy, that movement. And as I did that, and then the joy began to move freely, I realized that the joy now that I was, was now pulling and pushing and moving and dissolving all those things that had become barriers. They were now just lifting away, dissolving away, as the joy just moved freely. And as that happened, I began to realize that there was this movement of joy throughout all the universe that we are aware of, that we are a part of, but we do not always choose into because we're often very focused on the limitation, on the have-tos, on the expectations within our own self and that others have put upon us. And we are living more into that part of our consciousness and beingness rather than the true element that is our joy. And I realized as I was seeing that, that really meditation is about connecting back to that truth of who we are and to let go of all those things, all those limitations and beliefs that cause us to be stagnant, that cause us to be suppressed, that cause us to hold back from living the truth of ourselves. And as I was looking at that, all of a sudden I was carried back to my childhood. And as I looked at my childhood, I realized that as a child, I knew my whole life story. I knew the script, if you will. 
I knew what was going to take place in my life. I knew the opportunities. I knew the directions I would choose. It was just all laid out before me. And I remember talking to my brother and my parents when I was four or five, six years old, when people would ask me, well, what are you going to be when you grow up? What do you want to do for your life? How do you think your life's going to look? I knew, and I would share it with people. But I shared it from the vocabulary of a four, five, six-year-old. And it was very simplistic, but it was the truth. And as I was looking back today in my meditation and realizing that in those years and in those expressions was the truth of my life laid out before me, and then as I grew up a little bit more, I began to hear from other people what they expected me to do, how it was supposed to be, what life was supposed to look like and be like, what I had to do in life and fulfill. And I began to try to live more that, that which was presented to me from the world to do. And I let go of what I knew to be the truth of how my life was to unfold. And that began a challenge of disturbance, of unquiet, of unrest inside of me. Because there was the knowing at an unconscious and somewhat conscious level as I was growing up of the truth that I knew back when I was four, five, and six of how my life was to unfold. And then there were these other elements added to that that began to get in the way of that movement that I was trying to hold to and to live into and to become. And I realized that that which I knew is that movement of joy, that freedom of expression and that freedom of movement that is joy. And all these things that I was witnessing in my consciousness that I was holding my attention to and trying to see, well, what's blocking the joy? What's stopping it? And that focus of holding my attention to them stopped me from being in the joy and being in the freedom was exactly what happened when I was going into my 8th, ninth, and 10th year. I was holding my attention more on those elements that were given to me to live into. The definitions given to me of who I am, how I am to be, what not to do, what to do. And I realized that I ever have to stay present and just hold to that movement of joy, live into that fluidity of the essence of the spirit of who I am as a joyful being. Because that's who we are as soul, the joy of God, the joy of expression, the joy of creativity, the joy of being, the joy of loving. That is who we are. And it was interesting to see, and I was very surprised in my meditation, that even though with all the meditations, with all the work, there are still little tidbits, just little tidbits, like grains of sand that are still in the consciousness 
of the memory of what people have placed upon me, of how I'm to live my life, how it really is supposed to be, what I'm doing wrong. And those little grains of sand, if I were to look and hold my attention to one of them, or all of them, would be like major islands in a river that changes the current, changes the flow. And I could even stagnate myself by holding my attention to one or many of them and not allow myself to go with this river of life, this joy, this fluidity of movement, and just continue on my journey. So when we're meditating, it's important to realize who we really are. We are a movement. We are a movement of loving, a movement of joy, a movement of essence. We are not solid form. We are not thought. We are not feeling. We are not body. We are spirit. And if we can connect into that fluidity, into that movement, and go with that, we will be free. And it is very tempting to look at all those things that are of the mind, that are of the emotion, that are of the body, and connect back into them instead, because they're familiar. They're patterns that we have possibly lived for many, many lives, not just this one. And it is for us now to not focus on those anymore, not to hold them as important and first, but rather to look and find the truth of who we are and to let that be first and to live that first and to let nothing get in the way of that movement. Let, let nothing stagnate, hold back the movement, the flow, the activity of the expression of the divine self. So as I was looking at this, and I was moving now past all these little grains of sand that used to be big islands in my consciousness, I realized that all of us have the same story, that as a child, somewhere way back when, we knew the truth of who we really are. We knew the truth of the storyline of this lifetime. We knew we knew how it was going to unfold. We knew what it was that we were here to do, to fulfill, to experience. We knew the challenges. We knew the hardships. We knew the joys. We knew the creativity. We knew the lack of creativity. We knew whatever it was that was going to be manifesting. And it would have been wonderful if the world would have just allowed us to step into that and to do it and to fulfill it, and to fulfill it to the greatest end. But the world imposed upon us at the mind level, at the emotions, at the body level, its own identity of self-expression, of self-experience. And it blocked us from allowing ourselves to live 
the truth of who we are. Get back to that quality of who you are as a child of God and what you knew as a child back when you were three, four, five years old. And yes, maybe when you were a child, you were going to be a ballerina or you were going to be an astronaut or a fireman or whatever it might have been that you said you were going to be when somebody said, well, what are you going to be when you grow up? And maybe that was part of your search to try to find your expression in the world. But maybe in the essence of what it was you were saying is the truth of who you are. Maybe it wasn't about being a ballerina or a doctor or whatever. But maybe it's the essence in that. Maybe it's the movement, the creativity, the freedom of the ballerina. Or maybe it's the creativity and the assistance to others or the world as a scientist or a doctor that was the essence that was wanting and longing to be expressed in this lifetime. Go back and look and see what is the seed element. Don't look at the husk of the seed, but what is the life energy of the seed of this lifetime? And you will begin to see the truth of your life, and you'll see that your life is perfect. Everything that you have experienced and are experiencing or are going to experience was laid out at the very center of the kernel of life, expression and experience. And it was all laid out for you and you have just been walking it. Now maybe it took you a little longer to get some of those experiences fulfilled than it was planned for because you allowed other elements from the world to block you from the freedom of moving into that, experiencing it, and be done with it. But all of it is laid out. And I was looking at my, my own seed element and that kernel of life force that is at the very center of my being that knew the whole truth of my essence and why this lifetime and how this lifetime was to unfold. And as I did, I realized a number of things that I knew as a child that I fought against because the world was telling me I was not supposed to be that way. I was supposed to do it different or I was supposed to look different or it was better to be this than that. And yet I realized in looking at all this that every time I would take on the truth of the world and try to fulfill it and it blocked me from living my truth, ultimately, eventually, I broke free of what the world had put upon me and lived the truth of who I was anyway. But unfortunately, I did have to live the struggle because I also accepted the outer truth to be a truth of my own for a while. 
if we can begin to just let go of all the belief systems that our parents, our family, our religions, our politicians, the world has placed upon us, and get back to that element of who we are and how we want to fulfill our lives, we would find the greatest movement of virtue and loving and caring and joy and peace. It would all just be right there. And we would also find that our meditations would be lighter and easier and simpler to get to that center, to awaken to that truth, and to live into it more fully. All those things that we confront as we go into meditation that hold us back, that block us from seeing the truth inside, are all those things that were placed upon us and that we've accepted to be truth of ourself, even though they're not. And that we are going to have to encounter and face, forgive and release in order to live into the truth of who we are. Simplicity and joy. So one thing I saw in my meditation today is to ever look into that which is the movement, into that fluidity of action, and to go with that. Do not stop and look at all the things that stand in the movement of that, but rather continue living into the movement. And that is ever-expanding, ever-opening then, as you move with it. Rumi talked about being in the river of loving. And one of the things he shares about in that is to pay attention to those areas in the river where the water stagnates, where the water collects on the sides of the river, and they stagnate, and some of the waters go sour. And he says, pay attention, and do not let yourself go into stagnation, but rather ever choose back into the rushing current, back into the place where the flow continues to carry you further, further along. And that's what my journey of meditation was about today. Where do I stagnate? Where do I allow myself to stagnate in my own action of living the truth of me, soul, spirit, and to ever pay attention, to ever choose back into that flow, into that current, and just move along. Keep moving along. Do not stop. And one thing I do know, that even if you do move into the pools of stagnation, ultimately, even those pools of stagnation change. 
In this world, the river can dry up. And then there is no pools of stagnation. There's nothing there for a moment. But then the great floods come and everything is washed down and out into the current and along the river once again. So even if you do find yourself stagnating and you don't know how to get back into that current, don't worry. There'll be a flood. (laughs) Have you ever been flooded before by things in the world? Where things just come rushing in and move you back into the current whether you want to or not? No, no, no. I like doing nothing. I like stagnation. I like this pattern. Don't change me. Don't divorce me. Don't marry me. Don't grow up. Don't make me grow up. Whatever it might be. There's always a movement, a flood from spirit to stir the waters of our own life and to pull us back into the current, into the movement, into the action of life, to live the river, to live the flow, to move on into what's next. Now, we may stagnate for a lifetime or two or three. We really can. There are souls that do just that. They live the same life over and over and over. Sometimes in almost the identical body feature. Until finally, because they are not willing to change, the Spirit is going to assist them in the change, and the flood comes and moves them along. They may go kicking and screaming, but they're going to go with the river. They're going to go with the flow. And I know I have kicked and screamed a few times. No, 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 no. And I'll grab a hold of the nearest branch trying to hold on, only to find out that the branch is already broken off the tree and I'm just floating right down the river holding on to a branch. (laughs) It felt secure for a minute and I thought I had something going. But God had other plans in mind. And on down the river I went. That's life. Go with the flow. Don't fight it. Don't think you know better. Go with it. Live into it. Be joyful in the movement. And if you can, connect back to the truth of what you knew as a child of who you really are, and see if you can't bring that more forward into your life again. I remember some one time somebody asking me what I was going to be when I grew up. I was five years old, and I said I was here to do service, to be in, in service. And they said to me, oh, so you're going to be in the military. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that was like throwing a rock at me, you know. It just hit me like a, what? And then I, you know, I lived in San Antonio, Texas. I mean, the five military bases around, that's what people thought. They heard the word service, and they were, oh, military, of course. So I was just shook and kind of in shock as to what this really meant for me. All of a sudden, I'm going to be in the military. I don't want to be in the military. Why do I want to be in the service? I don't want to be in the service. What's that? 
And I struggled with it for several days until finally I went to my mom and I said, you know, if, if I say that I want to be in service and somebody says I'm going to be in the military, does that mean that I, I, I is that what I'm going to be is in the military? She said, well, there's a lot of different words to the word service, the definition of service. Let's go look it up. And this is where I started looking up words to find out the truth so I wouldn't live somebody else's definition for me. So we looked up service and she read it off and she says, oh yeah, there is military to be in the service. But then she said, but here's another one, to be of service to others, to be caring and kind as a nurse, as a minister, as a teacher, as an educator. And it went on and on. And I went, oh, okay, now I have other definitions of service. So the next time somebody asked me, I said, oh, I'm going to be a minister. They go, oh, that's nice. And that felt more comfortable than saying I was going to be of service. But then the other challenge was I started pursuing being a minister. So I was still living another definition that was sort of given to me by the world out of this Webster Dictionary that felt more comfortable, but it really didn't line up fully with my action of service that I was to do in the world. And it wasn't until I was 19, 20 years old that it began to unfold for me the action of service, not military and not a minister in the church, but rather service in this, this action of spirit, of sharing, of caring, of loving, of assisting. So go back. And look and see, what are the definitions that you have put upon the truth that you knew when you were a child? And what, others, what other definitions have, put other, uh, have others put on you that you have taken on as your own? And see if you cannot connect back into that truth once again. And I would ask you to go up to the library or go and get a dictionary or go online. Simple as that. That's what I do now. Go online and look up some words that you are living by and find out what they really mean and see if you're living the truth of yourself or if you're living the truth of another put upon you. And maybe you might want to redefine your own life as you redefine the words by which you're living your life. But I'll give you a caution. Even those dictionaries may not contain the truth of who you are or what it is you are here to do. I have found I can go, there's several different dictionaries online. I can go to each one looking up the same word and find several different meanings. Maybe they're very similar, but the words explaining what the, the, this, the definition is leads to a different understanding of the expression of that word. So be careful not to live into the new definition either, but find the essence of your truth and live that. Okay.
Simple, short, and sweet. 